forgot how we start the show. Do I just introduce myself? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Did we do it last week? We did. We did do it last week. It's not even like we We did. We were late, I think, too. So it was more recent than typical. Yeah. (laughs) You usually start off with like an energy that's pretty aggressive. Like, hey, skanks, it's me, (laughs) Rachel. (laughs) So go ahead and just try that. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, Skanks. It's me, Rachel. (laughs) Hi, it's Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. This is a show where we talk about things that we like that we're into and is good. Um, See, we're both having a little trouble. The show is good. Yeah, Yeah. no, for sure. Um, We are so excited to join you all today and to have you all join us in the studio. I feel like we're opening a sermon right now. If you turn your hymnals to (laughs) 420. Say hi to your neighbor. Say hi to your neighbor and shake their hand. And I haven't been to a lot of services, but I, I know that that's part of it. It is part of it. Is yeah. that there's a sort of it was always my least favorite part of attending church. Touching is, somebody else's sweaty hand is yeah. There was a sort of prescribed touch moment in yeah. the in this in the, mm-hmm. the 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 program, or is like you know we're gonna show up, do a few prayers, sing a song, now touch your neighbor in every direction. <laughs> In all eight cardinal directions. Anyway, um, we're so happy to have you here. And let's just get, can we just cut out the BS? Whoa. Can we be serious now? To quote my favorite movie I've never seen, (laughs) Sully, and do a small wonder, please? Okay. Um, Peppermint Bark? Okay. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I I mean, enough said. It's, it is chocolate with peppermint in it. Uh-huh. You brought home a big old bag of Ghirardelli Beauties. Yeah. And you were like, do you like peppermint bark? And I was like, not really. And then I ate some and I was like, wait a minute. Yes. For me, it's like, it's not just the flavor. It's like the textural piece. Like there are like hunks of uh, candy cane in it. Yes. So you're like enjoying this kind of fun, like soft, crunchy experience. Mm. Um, yeah. And it just looks very festive. It it does. I you know, I prefer it to a straight up and down candy cane. Me too. Um I don't love that's a lot of peppermint that you are sort of consigning yourself it to. It feels like from a different era, right? Like yes. it's like this is before we knew how to make, you know, a lollipop that tasted like watermelon. Yeah, it's like um how you go to a lot of sort of like roadside stops uh, like gas stations in West Virginia and they'll just be selling like little sticks of honey and it's like it's not 1941 anymore. <laughs> like we have such better snacks now. yeah um I'm gonna say coach Craig Baruby uh, uh formerly of the St. Louis Blues released from his contract today why after, is that a wonder I'm it's not good that he got fired but I will miss this man a whole lot yeah me too uh bummer I would say a bummer time to be a St. Louis Blues fan yeah. at the moment we we over the off season we lost a lot of our our faves including our uh, announcer uh, Panger uh, got traded <laughs> off to the He's Chicago, Chicago. Blackhawks. Yeah, Chicago got a lot of good things out got of their a lot terrible of great season, things, including our favorite announcer uh, Panger, 
And then we lost Craig Berube, and uh, no one's quite sure what old GM Doug Armstrong's doing yeah. up there in the booth, making they, some questionable decisions. They do, as of last night, officially have a losing season, and they yeah. had lost the last four games in a row. Yeah. But nobody really felt like it was the coach's fault because he is the one that got us a Stanley Cup. Yeah, not not four years ago in the in the grand scheme of things, in yeah. pretty much any sport, that's not a, a long enough time, I think, to go without... Uh, I don't know. They didn't make the playoffs last year. The, the reasoning for it makes no sense to me, but uh, it is a a strange occurrence to see uh, something like this happen where it's just like in the dead of night at 11 o'clock, they just yeah. cut his contract. Uh, and every single reaction I've read to it has been, what the fuck are they doing? Like, what are they doing? I know. it's It's got to be an incredibly unpopular choice. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to recover from it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so it's it's a bummer day, but I did just want to give a shout out. Shout to out Baruby. to Baruby. Big, just a big fucking tough son of a gun. Yeah, uh, one of those coaches that like his only emotion is like, uh stoicism <laughs> stoicism or disappointment like stoicism <laughs> yeah. is good like if you're getting stoic he's proud of you yeah um but it, the time he spends like that's why i think we love him so much is you hear about all these conversations he's having individually with the players yeah and the things that he says about them are so like you know we're working on this and i really believe in that and i think if he keeps doing this like he just seems like a, a real players a real, guy yeah I will say I started watching blues hockey in like 2016, 2017, which was, you know, they were doing pretty good then. And then they won the Stanley Cup in 2019. I always felt like a feeling of bandwagoniness a bit. Yeah. Because they had a long, long time where they did not win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Which was their entire. Their entire <laughs> legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I know you and like your dad were just sort of riding out through that. And I always felt a little bit of imposter syndrome being like, did I just come on because this is a good hockey team? But now that things are starting <laughs> to fall apart, I feel like, okay, this is when I can really prove my loyalty to the to these beautiful, beautiful <laughs> blues. Um, you go first this week. What have you I got? I do. Uh, this week, I wanted to talk about fur that is fake, and that is faux fur. Faux fur. Okay. Faux fur. I wanted to say it, that what I was talking about, so that you didn't think I was talking about some kind of weird app that was faux called fur. faux fur. Or a, it sounds like a person. If you would say, like, welcome to the Poetry Corner, my poet this week is, is faux fur. Jim Fofer. Yeah. Uh -huh. Then I would have been like, okay, cool. Tell me more about Jim Fofer. I was thinking about this because we have a gray blanket in our house that is a hot commodity. Yes. Um, Would you call that faux fur? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Okay. Uh, if you go to this company's website, which I'm not going to name because they're not paying us to talk about them. Yeah. Uh, that's Blankets.gov. <laughs> that's... Have you heard about the new minister of blankets, by the yeah, way? Oh, my God. Yeah, scandalous. These clowns. Scandalous choice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's just, it's very soft. It's very cozy. I love you took this instantly in a direction away from fashion and in instead just talk about how a blanket made of fake fur is good. It's comfy. feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, I actually, I'm not see. I could say that I don't wear like any kind of fur for some specific reason, but I'm just not generally a flashy dresser. It's wild. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> something I understand. The 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 fur movement 
of of just wearing it for fashion. I understand people's uh, dislike of that from moral grounds. Mine, if I'm being 100% transparent, is mostly from aesthetic grounds. I think it's fucking wild to walk around in a big furry coat. I know. Um, But, you know, you you do you, but don't. Like, do it fake, because it's the same. Much like the candy cane. This is a different era. Yeah. Um. I did. I bought the the boys' little faux fur winter hats recently oh, yeah. too. Oh, you did, yeah. It's. I know that it's hard to think of that stuff as faux fur because it doesn't really like you know it doesn't look like a rabbit or whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, but that I mean that is what it is trying to model with its like softness. Yeah, and I get appearance. that. I get that. Um, yeah, it just and especially in the winter time, it just feels like a little nice cozy choice. It does, yeah. Uh, faux fur has come a long way. I was researching. What it is, because like if I had to ask you, like, what is it made out of? Like, what would you? Wool, and that's they sort of make super soft and hair hairy. Hairy. Uh, a lot of it is like acrylic and polyester acrylic, fibers. Polyester fibers. Yeah, that was my <laughs> next thing. If it wasn't wool, it was probably acrylic and polyester. Which, fiber. of course, is like a like an oil based kind of thing. Mm. Like, w- I really learned a lot about kind of where we have come. So in the 60s and 70s, there was kind of a move away from wearing animal fur. Uh, And this is where you really kind of saw the rise of faux fur. So faux fur, like anything else that is made from like polyester or acrylics, is not exactly environmentally friendly. Sure. Uh, So there has been some focus recently that I found pretty uh, fascinating. Before I get to that, I want to talk about specifically the blanket we have downstairs because I looked it up. And it is made from 100% faux chinchilla polyester. <laughs> faux chinchilla polyester. Yes. Mm-hmm. This company also has uh, other garments, one made from faux Sherpa polyester. Okay, that that's wild that we can s- specify the type of polyester animal simulation to that to that degree of of granularity yeah it's all about kind of like the the stitching process the way the fibers are sewn into uh the the backing uh what chemicals are applied to kind of give different textures and then like whether it's made smoother or shinier um with the chemicals like silicones or resins like there's there's a lot that's involved in creating different types of faux fur okay I, i understand now yeah uh, so what I wanted to talk about is this new movement I found um, about plant-based fur. Uh, sure. Uh, which, I've touched a furry plant. Yeah. Well, those the little lambs, the little lambs ear. Lambs ear. Yeah, that's, that's a furry plant. That's what I was thinking of. I can't. I couldn't name a second one. I no, couldn't I name that one. <laughs> I mean, moss what? is kind of furry. Moss. Normalize wearing moss like some sort of hedge wizard. I like that <laughs> shit a lot. That's the future. That's the next Met Gala is people just coming out dressed up like fucking Tom Bombadil. <laughs> so there is a Paris-based Faux Fur Institute, uh, and they are leading these like competitions, one called Open Fur, which is a contest that challenges designer to develop sustainable fur using vegetable base and synthetic fibers. Uh, this kind of became really big in 2020. Stella McCartney, who is, you know, like this huge designer that most people have heard of. Sure. Uh, launched a new material she called Coba, uh, which- Coba! (laughs) 
which features 37% plant-based materials, including a polyester blended with corn. With with corn? With, With corn. Okay. Like a corn byproduct. Okay. A lot of what I've seen in this, what is also called biofur space, uh, it relates to corn. There's there's corn involved in some way. Okay. It's difficult, I think, just for wearability and, and long-term use to do like a fully like bio-focused fur, but that, that effort does exist. Um, so a lot of what people are focusing now are like recycled materials. Like yeah. how, how do you reuse plastics and polyesters uh, so that it at least is, you know, doing less damage, yeah. less impact. I get it. You wear your corn coat out on a hot day. <laughs> it just starts popping. It starts popping. It just starts popping off. <laughs> That's actually, I've just imagined like Fashion Week, a runway show you know, some America's Next Top Model walks down the runway, yes. reaches the end, and then just, what's that? Pop, 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 pop. So dramatic. So dramatic, the clothes turn into popcorn. And then everybody just like scoops a little bit off the runway and, and eats it? eats it. That's huge. That's huge. That's something, Griffin. That, there is something there. <laughs> that is at the very least like a RuPaul's Drag Race finals yes, transformation yes. moment. Yes, and more dependable than, say, releasing butterflies. Oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, so that's faux fur. It's it's really interesting to kind of follow. I mean, a lot of it just started with like yarn, you know, like back in the in the sixties and before. It was just like how do you how do you make a yarn in a weave that looks more like fur? And now we've now we're wearing corn. Yeah, that's remarkable. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just love how you're approaching this, not from a here's a. Uh, a, a cool way for me to get my fur fix. No. As much as it is just like, I love this soft I love a soft blanket. Yeah. I mean, what I could have done as a topic is just soft blankets, but I don't know what I say about that. Yeah, no, I know. So I, I, it seems faux fur seemed to be the best way to go. But I guess ultimately what I am saying is I like a soft blanket. Okay. All right. You really got down <laughs> to the heart of the matter. Can I steal you away? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be... The same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. 
but wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> is factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. If you're black, you probably love you some Paramore, huh? Or what about the TV show Golden Girls? Ginger Ale? Daytime television? Don't lie, I know you love at least one of them. I'm Sequoia Holmes, pop culturist and host of Black People Love Paramore. Contrary to the title, it is not a podcast about the band Paramore. Each episode, I, along with the special guest co-host, dissect one pop culture topic that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, but we know we like. Tune in every other Thursday to the podcast that's dedicated to helping Black people feel more seen. Black People of Paramore is now on the Maximum Fun Network. Check out the most recent episode featuring Shar Jassel today. Throughout history, sirens have captured men's attention, enticed men with their feminine wiles, and fulfilled men's primal needs. The sirens allure uh, persists. They have not. Unless the primal need is I need to be smashed on the rocks. Yeah, sm- smash me. Smash me, mommy. Smash me, mama. Smash me, mommy. <laughs> the sirens allure persists. Why do we do this to ourselves? Strand me, baby. Strand, Strand me, mom. me, baby. So yeah, this is my brother, my brother, and me from Maximum Fun on Mondays. It's just like that. Just like that, but more. It's just like that, but more of it. There's, there's just more of that. You ready? I think so. The Mothman. Oh, have you not talked about Never. It? This is something, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but I would say most people in the country are not familiar with the Mothman. I would say that a lot of people in the country have heard of the Mothman, but do not know about the Mothman. I was not at all familiar. You hadn't even heard of the Mothman? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe this is not as big of a a thing. Well, I will also say you don't, maybe you're not super well versed in the cryptid space. No, I don't spend a lot of time in that area. Like, I, I, you know, I've heard of the big ones. I've heard of, for example, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Chupacabra, Jersey Devil. I don't know Jersey Devil. Okay. Other than it's a hockey team. Yeah, I mean that's basically what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Mothman. I I love the Mothman. It is a it is a point of pride for literally everyone I grew up with in West Virginia that we have our own cryptid of some notoriety in in the Mothman. And personally speaking, I think the Mothman is one of the cooler like cryptids. Uh, sightings have pegged the Mothman as a roughly seven foot tall, 
uh, humanoid creature with great white wings and okay. big shining red eyes. Okay. I, I actually like, I don't know a lot about what specifically is pegged as Mothman traits. Yes. Uh, so that's helpful. It gets a little bit confusing. I'm going to try and, and pr- like provide as cogent of a sort of like background on the, the, the Mothman mythos. Because it, that is a fucking rad aesthetic, if you ask me. What is surprising is just how sort of like insubstantial the origins of the Mothman are. Uh, so the Mothman mythos hails from Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is just up the river from, from Huntington. Uh, and Point Pleasant really revels in its Mothman history. Starting in 2002, they started to host an annual Mothman festival Yeah, uh, that lots of people come to. Uh, in 2003, they erected a 12-foot-tall metal sculpture of the Mothman, like in the Wild. middle of the town. Uh, that is pretty fucking sick, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, so this, this is the history of the Mothman. November 1966, there were a pair of young couples from Point Pleasant, just kind of cruising around. Uh, and they were driving past an old World War II munitions plant when they spotted a giant, winged, red-eyed creature. Uh, and they got scared, and it chased them off and screeched at them as they drove off. And apparently they drove off and went right to the press <laughs> because the very next day, the Point Pleasant Register ran the headline, Couples see man-sized bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 something. That's a good headline if you ask <laughs> This me. is a real stop the presses moment. Like, I picture them bursting into the newsroom and being like, whatever you were going to run tomorrow, throw it away. Mm-hmm. It's like the um, the newsroom. You get, like, the, the red AP news alert. Like, guys, uh-huh. big news coming in from Breaking. Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. It did sort of make national headlines a little bit. Um, not a whole ton. Around this time, the Batman TV show with Adam West was very popular. So that is, as far as people can tell, kind of where Mothman comes from. Oh, okay. And not just Big Moth. Um, I'm going to read here from the Wikipedia article that sort of explains the most likely situation that happened here. Uh, Wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane, a large American crane almost as tall as a man with a seven-foot wingspan featuring uh, circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. Wow. The bird may have wandered out of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because it was not native to this region. Wow, you don't hear that a lot. Like, I mean, maybe you do. I don't, obviously, I'm not an expert, but like Bigfoot, everyone's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how that happened. Well, Bigfoot, you could probably just say there's a lot of, I mean, bear or just a big guy. <laughs> big furry guys. A big furry yeah, guy, okay. right? But that description of that bird is like, yeah, no, that's exactly what they said they saw. I don't like that. I don't like that this bird exists. I'll say that right now. <laughs> I don't love the fact that I don't love ostrich or a tall flamingo. I don't like or emu. I don't like when a bird is bigger than me. Um, that's, okay. No, that seems fair. That's scary. I think that is sort of a deep, uh, you know, deep in my bones, genetic kind of dinosaur uh, survival because you know humans and dinosaurs walked the earth at the same time and that they that uh-huh. humans were so scared uh-huh. that dinosaurs had to find them off with a big club uh-huh. eat them like a big steak at uh-huh. a movie theater and the side of their car falls the side over of the car falls over from how heavy the steak is yes so i think that that's still in my bones but uh-huh. when i see a big bird i'm like my great 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 grandpa saw a velociraptor 
you know, and Bob's mm-hmm. your uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's a great history lesson we just gave there. <laughs> yes. Uh, so where things in the Mothman myth, there's some more sightings that come out after that because, you know, is in the newspaper. And now more people are seeing the Mothman. Uh, where things kind of take a turn for the bizarre is in the following year, uh, the Silver Bridge, which was this big suspension bridge that connected Point Pleasant and Gallipolis, Ohio, just across the river, uh, collapsed, killing 46 people. It was a huge tragedy. Wow. And, uh, it was, it was, it resulted in the establishment of the nation's first, like, national bridge inspection program. Yeah. Uh, because it, it is one of sort of the most sort of fatal and, accidents and like this. And thank God that history. exists. Yeah, fuck There's yeah, not man. a time where I drive over a bridge and I'm not like, this doesn't seem safe. So it makes me feel good to at least think somebody is in charge of that. Right. Um, and that person is the Mothman. Uh, so given the proximity of these two events, you know, big sort of national stories that happened in an otherwise pretty small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, they started to kind of be connected, right? Uh, The most notable connector of these two events was an author named John Keel, who in 1975 wrote The Mothman Prophecies, uh, which is a pseudo-investigative look into the Mothman and also aliens and also... Psychic alien telepathy powers and also prophecies. It is a profoundly wild ride. Uh, that in 2002 they made a movie out of starring Richard Gere, uh, called The Mothman Prophecies. And let me tell you, when this flick came out in West Virginia, it was a big fucking deal. <laughs> this is like We Are Marshall all over again. We Are Marshall was a bigger deal on uh, by several magnitudes, yeah. But when this came out in 2002, this was. This was like everybody. So you you remember this? this like I remember seeing it in theaters. I was I was uh, you would have been a young fifteen sixteen years old. Yeah, I guess yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was it was pretty scary stuff, man. I mean, it features a bridge collapse, killing many people at the end of the film. It was scary stuff. So what is the hypothesis here that that the Mothman broke the bridge? The basic prim- no. So. This is important. This is important. To okay. okay. The Mothman is basically the mythos as summarized. The Mothman is a herald of tragedy. That Mothman, much like the Silver oh. Surfer, Surfer approaches planets pre-Galactus, like, hey, straight up, it's about to get bad. The so Mothman, it wasn't like him with big bolt cutters. They thought like he had sabotaged. No, he's not fucking Dennis the Miz okay. <laughs> causing <laughs> National Bridge accidents. You understand, though, how like... It, that would make more sense to me than the idea that he is a prophecy. This is what's cooler to me about, and <laughs> okay. this is what I like about the Mothman mythos, is that he is not some monster going around fucking killing people indiscriminately. He's foretelling upcoming he events. He is foretelling upcoming okay. events. Okay. So the the basic premise of Keel's book is that the Mothman is an alien with psychic powers who arrived in Point Pleasant, has appeared all over the earth and done these sorts of like foretellings in the past, but granted many people living in Point Pleasant visions of the future Mm, early edition early edition style um there is a similar bit of mythology that gets folded in here of a ufo sighting that happened like two weeks before the mothman hit the scene uh in a town called mineral wells west virginia where this guy just driving his truck down the road encountered a flying saucer and a human-like entity calling uh, itself indrid cold approached this guy and just kind of shot the shit for like (laughs) 
Uh, and how these two are associated is somewhat undetermined, right? Uh-huh. There's some, but given, again, the proximity of these two events, there's people who are like, well, Indrid Cold is the physical manifestation wow. of the Mothman. Uh, they're both aliens, et cetera, et cetera. But that is the big distinction, I think, between this and a lot of other like uh, a lot of other cryptids yeah. is that the Mothman will hit you up and say like, hey, stay frosty out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe avoid this bridge on this specific date in 1967 uh, and I will catch you on the flip side. Uh, wow. That is very cool. To that me. really appeals to me as like a quantum leap enthusiast that like the Mothman is just going around trying to put right what would potentially eventually go wrong. <laughs> right. And he is also, worth noting, a flying red-eyed giant. Like, there's so much about the aesthetic of the Mothman yeah. that I think kicks complete ass. And I just, I I love how much Point Pleasant has invested into uh-huh. this story and how much ownership sort of West Virginians feel about this, about this cryptid, who, yeah, not Bigfoot, not one of the big heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if you give the Mothman a chance, uh, then... You'll fall deeply in love just yeah. as much as I have and yeah. feature him in your actual play podcast one day. Uh, and uh, yeah. Is this an actual play podcast? No, I mean, the Injured Cold was a character in Amnesty. The Mothman oh, was a character in Amnesty. Oh, um, okay. So I tried sort of to tie those two together. I, I see. just like them. I just like the Mothman. Yeah, no, good guy. Uh, do you want to know what our friends at home are talking about? Yes. Colette says, my small wonder is uh, when on rare evenings the moon comes up just looking enormous. I'm talking vast, like several times larger than it usually does. I've never understood why that happens sometimes. What splendor? Mm, I wish I could answer that. I'm sure there's a very clear... I can answer it. Okay. This is an illusion. The moon is the same size. (laughs) When the moon is uh, full and it does hit your eye like a big pizza pie. Yeah. That is a moray. It is also an illusion because if the moon is big, if the moon, sorry, if the moon is full and near the horizon, it seems huge. But okay. if it's higher in the sky, your eye doesn't have as many like things to compare it to. Oh. That's all it is. Wow. It thank you. You're welcome. I, just, I ruined things for Colette, I worry. Um, but I mean, it's still pretty. It's still cool. Yeah. It's still cool. I do like that too. I feel like it is something I note. A hundred percent of the time. If there's a full moon and we are outside and see the full moon, a hundred percent of the time I'll be like, look at that big, beautiful I feel like that would really warm the hearts of people in the past who like can't fathom the amount of technology we have. Yeah. But to know that people still talk about the moon. Yeah. That would be nice to know. I love moon. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people. Like, look at that sunset. We we still talk about the sunset. still talk about the sunset. All the time. Sun, the moon doesn't get as much credit as the sun does. You're just opening this is my a, TED whole, talk. a whole new, <laughs> whole new topic. Things I'm into: Mothman, the Moon, crystals. Maybe who knows? Who knows? We'll talk about it next time. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Please send us your small wonders at wonderfulpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we we things have been slowing down there, and that's our own damn fault for not plugging that email. Just address. a few sentences. Just a couple sentences. One to two sentences, please, of something that you're into. Just and we'll Moon talk is good. I like show. it. Moon is good. Big moon, good. Why? I don't know. I like it, though. <laughs> um, thank you to Bowen and Augustus for these for a theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Um, thank well, you, Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Thanks, Maximum Fun, for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows there. And while you have your internet browser open, go to bit.ly slash candlenights2023 and secure a ticket 
for our uh, streaming spectacular. We have uh, pre-taped Candle Nights holiday special for you that has so much stuff in it. You're going to witness a real performance on my part. You're uh, going to witness some interpretive dance on my wife, Rachel McElroy's part. Yeah. That must be seen to be believed. Yes. It is uh, amazing. I fell in love all over again. Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> you can get a ticket. It's it's uh, I, I just 10 bucks, and all proceeds uh, go to an organization in Huntington called Harmony House, which goes to uh, help people experiencing homelessness. It's an incredible organization that we've been working with for a very long time now uh and the the this special is very i mean special to us and we work really hard on it and uh it is genuinely touching every year to see how many people come out yeah um, so again bit.ly slash candle nights 2023 it's this saturday uh september De- september jesus christ <laughs> it's this saturday <laughs> uh december the 16th at 9 p.m eastern time Come watch it. Gather around. Who's to say candle nights can't happen multiple times a year? You know, you guys made the rules. I think it's possible. It does take a long time to make this. True. So (laughs) I I think we say that it can't. But it will be available for video on demand for a couple weeks afterwards, too, if you're not able to make it that Saturday If you're somebody that does things on Saturday night. Yeah, sure. Like a person, like a cool guy. (laughs) Um, That's it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next Nick, will we, will we be back? Next? We will be back next week. Probably the week after that, we will take off. Yeah, yeah. We, our kids will be home, and we're just going to be wilding out, playing with all our new toys and stuff. <laughs> um, but next week, we'll be back, and we'll talk to you then. And thank you, and have a good week and weekend. Go look at the moon. Go look at the moon right now. Well, actually, I don't know. It may be waning later when you have a chance. Look at the moon. Yeah. When you hear people talking about how big and nice the moon is, take a moment for the moon. Consider the moon, please. That should be our signature sign-off now. Consider the moon. Consider the moon. I'm not sure what that means. It doesn't have to mean anything. It does sometimes, kind of, Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.